Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Girly Homesteader podcast. Today's episode is all about my goals for the month of August, which as you know, is my least favorite month just because it's the hottest and I just don't like summer. I love fall and it feels like it takes forever for fall to get here. But anyways, August I think is going to be a pretty good month Um, and actually the weather so far this week seems like it's going to be pretty mild for August. So I'm going to be talking about my goals for August on the homestead, but also just some updates about what is going on around here. Hello and welcome to season two of the Girly Homesteader podcast. I'm your host, Laura, a girly homesteader living in Xenia, Ohio, with my husband, chickens, bees, and garden. This is my second year homesteading, and in 2023, I am hoping to hone some of the skills I learned in 2022, specifically in the garden and kitchen. This podcast is meant to be a bridge between nature-centered homesteading and the more girly aspects of being a woman, like non-toxic skincare, makeup, and hair care. So if you're looking for a lifestyle podcast that also talks about random aspects of homestead life, like dirty chicken feet, being attacked by bees, monthly garden goals, food preservation ideas, and sourdough that doesn't always rise, you're in the right place and you've found a girlfriend in homesteading. All right, so let's start off with updates. So... In terms of the garden, I guess let's talk about that first. Um, Things are moving slowly. My peas are done. My greens are still kicking, actually. I am pretty proud to say um, that I have achieved like one of my biggest garden goals. And obviously, we aren't through the month of August yet, which is typically the hottest here. But so far, even through some extreme heat in July we have been able to keep baby greens going and we've been able to get like big salads, like probably two to three, maybe even four salads a week from the garden. So I'm very, very, very proud of that. And that is probably only (laughs) achievable because of the shade cloth that we have on the garden. Um, So the garden, it's going okay um, in the grand scheme of things that big goal there that I achieved, I need to give myself some more credit for. But all I keep focusing on is the fact that my tomatoes are very far behind, that my peppers really aren't doing much, and that we barely got any cucumbers. And obviously, I have talked about my soil issues in depth on the podcast. And so I know that it is related to that. But um, it's still just really frustrating, Um, like super frustrating. So I have hope that next year will be better because I am going to do a soil test again at the end of fall, I'm thinking, maybe mid-fall. So I know that we will have room to grow from here, literally, hopefully, (laughs) grow from here. But um, yeah, the garden is just kind of lagging. Um, Even my tomatoes in pots, though are kind of being frustrating too. Um, We had a really crazy hailstorm that knocked the pots over. And so I think the tomatoes are going going under some stress from that. But like even those tomatoes in pots with fresh soil, some of them are having blossom and rot. And so I think I might be overwatering them. I'm not totally sure. But yeah, 
I will say though, it seems like everybody in my area is kind of behind in terms of tomatoes and cucumbers. Um, so it's not just me. I don't think it's just me, but anyways. So the garden is going fine. Is it going way better than last year? Oh, definitely. But it still isn't like as wonderful as I was hoping, but oh well, there is always next season and next year. Um, in terms of the chickens, goodness gracious, our chickens are already starting to molt. And of course, it's very hot. And so we are getting like maybe two eggs a day. And I have 16 chickens, obviously, five of them, they're little ones, so they don't really count. But I'm really hoping that they start to lay sooner rather than later. Because <laughs> um, as it is right now, I have stopped selling eggs to my clients and just people I know locally. I am in egg hoarding mode. And um, I mean, we're not like limiting the amount that we are eating, but um, definitely just trying to be a little bit more cognizant of the egg situation. Um, everybody seems to be doing fine though. I think it is just the heat that is stressful for the chickens. And then of course my older girls, you know, they're like three and a half years old almost now. And yeah, they're just not going to lay as much, but we still love them. They still have their wonderful personalities and yeah, so everybody's doing okay. The little girls, my little chicks, they still sound like chicks. Um, my husband seems to think that one of them might be a rooster. I don't think she is because her comb really isn't that red and she's not much taller than the rest of them, but he's a little worried by the shape of her tail, but we will see. They are transitioned totally fine, but I will say that one of my chickens just keeps beating them up and I'm kind of frustrated with her. The mean chicken, her name is Peach and she just keeps picking on them and you know, it just irritates me, but what I can say, though, and I talked a little bit about how we were transitioning these chicks differently, um, it has definitely made them more personable. Now, they are still at the skittish stage, but they are starting to become much more curious of us. And actually, one day when I was kind of like fighting off Peach, the mean one, um, it's almost like the chicks like knew what I had done, like that I was like fighting for them <laughs> because then I was just kind of standing there. And they came over to me and started pecking my boots. And so I think that these little girls are going to be more sociable than like our past two generations of chickens. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, in regards to the bees, we did successfully harvest honey, but it is still sitting in our garage. <laughs> um, we bought what is called a bee escape board, and this is something that you can put underneath your honey super that allows the bees to come out of the super, but then be kind of confused a little bit on how to get back in. This way, you can take the whole super off and in theory, not have any bees in there. Now, did it work perfectly? No, there were probably 10 or so bees that were still in there, um, but we were able to cover up the whole super with trash bags and we're just storing it in our garage right now because we just, we don't, we just didn't feel like harvesting and processing, processing the honey at that time. So that's really it around the homestead. Um, nothing really going on too crazy right now. It's the heat of summer. There's weeds. There's watering issues. My rain barrels are finally back up and running. They smell good. The water is clean and I have done my first like preventative bleach application of the water um, and it seems to be just working out fine. So 
While I'm on the topic of the bees, I'm going to go ahead and get right into my goals for the month of August. So my first goal for the month of August in terms of bees is to process that honey. So again, like I said, it is in our garage right now. Um, the way that honey works, if you've never seen a frame of honey, is that the bees cap it over with beeswax. And so once it's capped like that, it's preserved. Like nothing can really ruin it when it's in that state. And so for it just to sit in our garage night right now, it's totally fine. The only thing that we have to do is prevent like bugs or mice getting into there. And so that's why we have it wrapped in trash bags. So during the month of August, I hope to get it processed. So that means crushing up all of the honeycomb, draining out the honey, getting it in jars, and then dealing with the beeswax as well. One thing that I think I might want to try to make um, are beeswax wraps, but I just need to figure out what other ingredients I would need for that um, because I have actually used up all of my beeswax when I made board butter to sell. And so I actually am without beeswax, which is kind of crazy. So that's one of the first goals. And then the second goal that I have for the month of August that has to do with the bees is to assemble all of the frames that we ordered. Um, so in July, I did place a big, big order from one of our favorite hive supply companies. They are called Desiree Hive Supply, and they are based out of Utah. And the reason that I fell in love with this company is because the, the covers for their beehives are just stunning. They're made of cedar. They are not cheap. I'm not going to lie. But this beautiful roof it comes with the winter cover that we use for our bees, which has been very, very successful. And then also the summertime cover. And so we ordered a new one of those, plus lots and lots of frames. And those all have to be assembled. We ordered 50. And so we have a lot of Brad nailing in our future. So that is the second goal that I have in terms of the bees. But really, that's it. I mean, we do have to check on the bees. We'll have to start arranging them around our property to start getting them ready for fall because the crazy thing is that bees they're probably the first things to really pick up on the daylight hours changing i know that i have already noticed it in the morning it starts to get lighter a little bit later which makes me so so happy because i'm one of those people where like if i wake up and it's still dark out I just automatically feel more productive, <laughs> you know, like if I wake up and it's light out, I feel like I'm running late and I feel like I just don't have enough time. Like I missed out on a chunk of time. I know that doesn't make any sense because it is the same amount of hours, but that's just how I am. So anyways, the bees, they already know that winter is coming. And so we are going to have to start making sure that they have enough honey stores and also our weaker hives that we have, um, we're going to have to make sure that they have enough honey stores to survive winter. So that's it with the bees. Um, here's a kind of random thing that I have to do, but I have to practice archery. Last year, I took my first deer. And so this year, I would like to take my second. And I need to practice with my crossbow just so I can, you know, get back into the the you know, the mind frame of that, um, get back into like that Zen kind of mode that you have to be in. Um, and so I have to practice because here in Ohio, deer season starts, I think it's middle to end of September. Um, and I got my doe in October of last year. And so basically my goal <laughs> is to have my doe killed 
uh, before it gets really, really cold because I do not have the stamina to sit out there in the cold. So October is perfect for me. I get my dough when they're still nice and fat and happy from the fall and then I don't have to sit in the cold. So that's why I want to practice in August. In terms of the garden, there is a lot to do, but it's pretty much just continuing all of the stuff that I had been doing throughout July. So that means I need to continue my fall seed starting and direct sowing and transplanting. I need to cure my onions and I need to clear out some of the bolted greens that I have. I know I was just talking about how my greens have done very, very well um, and they did, but I do still have some areas of mustards and arugula that need cleared out all the way down to the ground. That way I can continue with successions there. Another big goal that I have is to um, cure my onions, like I said. So after the break, I'm going to get more into the onions. That's a whole a whole other story. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Beauty Counter, the non-toxic skincare brand that I've been using for over two years now and has absolutely saved my skin. As a homesteader, you put so much thought into your gardening and animal husbandry practices because you know the benefits to your health. But your skin is your largest organ. So when you switch to non-toxic products, you can improve your health even more than what you've already done so far through homesteading. Click the link in the show notes to shop with me. So onions, okay. If you remember back to probably March when I was recording, um, I did an experiment with my onions I thought I was super smart and figured out how I would be able to prevent weeds from growing up around them. And I was going to try direct sowing my onions. I had read different things that sometimes here in Ohio, if you choose an intermediate day onion, you might be able to do it from seed. So I decided what the heck I'm going to try. So I use the edge of our garden on the outside of our fencing because nothing likes to eat onions. I use that as like kind of like a border where I planted my onions. What I did is I mounted up some good dirt from our chicken area and then I used my paper feed bags and I layered that on top as a weed cover and then I put wood chips on. Once it came time to plant my seeds, I thought, okay, all I have to do is just poke some holes into the um, into the feed bags and stick my seeds in there. Well, it didn't really work, but it kind of worked, but then it didn't work. So at the very beginning, uh, it rained pretty darn hard. And because this is like a border, if you can imagine the soil is not like perfectly flat across, it kind of is mounded. And so when it rained, the rain just flooded the seeds down and away from my little holes. I thought that I actually got like 0% germination. And so at that time, I made the decision to buy some onion starts online. And so I planted those. But then when I came around to planting the onion starts, I discovered, oh, my idea actually kind of worked by planting my little seeds in the holes. They actually came up is what I mean. Now, have I gotten full-size onions from those? Oh, no, I have not. (laughs) I also have not gotten full-size onions from the starts. Uh, well, some of them were fine and some of them were not. Honestly, I really think 
that just my idea of planting the onions kind of like in this mounded bed, there just wasn't enough space for them. I really just don't think so. So it was a good experiment. And now I know that for next year, I do have to start onion seeds inside, which I'm not totally sad about. Um, I was fortunate enough to get like a super awesome setup of grow lights for absolutely free. And so I'm excited to be able to use those in the winter to get my onions started. But it's just, you know, it was an experiment. I discovered that direct seeding doesn't actually work here in Ohio and the transplants are necessary. Um, so some of the onions that we've harvested, they are actually pretty good size and some of them are really dinky. So I think it probably just had to do with maybe watering for me and also being, like I said, on that mound, because when it's like that, the water just rushes right through and it doesn't really stay in there. Onions like a lot of water. And so my goal for next year is to plant my onions in a different way. But for right now, the onions that are ready to pull, I have them curing in my barn and I have them like raised up the same way I cured my garlic and there's a fan on them. Apparently with onions, you want them to cure at a kind of hotter temperature than other things. And so that's how I have them curing. So did I get onions? Yes, I did. Did I get a lot of full-size onions? No, not at all. But Again, there is always next year. <laughs> that is just the theme of gardening. There is always next year and next season. So that brings me into another goal that I have for the month of August. I think I might have mentioned this maybe a couple episodes back, but we decided that we are going to till up another strip on the outside of our garden that is specifically for garlic and onions. Both of those things are deer tolerant. They are rabbit tolerant. They're everything tolerant. And so being outside of our fence is not an issue for us. So our tiller on our tractor is about four feet wide. So my plan is to have a four foot wide strip on the sunniest side of the garden. And that is where I will plant my garlic and then in the, in the fall. And then in front of the garlic, I will plant my onions in the spring. So that is a goal for the month of August. It's to till up that new area. So what we'll do is we will scalp and maybe dig out the grass there and then we will till it up. And then we actually did some renovations outside over the weekend and we found a pile of these paver bricks. And so what I wanna do is I also want to create a true border around the edge of my garden. That way it's mounted up just a little bit. And I mean, you know that a paver is probably like only four or five inches tall. So it's not going to be really deep, but it's going to somewhat create like a raised bed on the outside. Once that is tilled up and I place those bricks, I want to add in some of the soil from our chicken area because it is obviously very nitrogen rich and all tilled up and just good soil because of the chickens. And then I want to cover that and let it just rest until I need it in November when I plant the garlic. So there is one more goal here. I'm looking at my list while I'm talking and really I think there's just one more goal for the month of August. So yeah, most of August is just continuing harvesting and processing and continuing with the fall garden and just kind of like making a mad dash until it starts to cool down. Um, maybe that's how I should view August. August will be like the last mad dash until I can start to wind down for the year. So 
the final, final goal that I have for the month of August is to rewrite my fall garden plan. So as you guys know, I've been talking about my new homestead journal and I am planning to order my pages for it, like my first set of prints in the month of August. That means it will be ready to ship by September. But what I need to do is I need to transfer my old garden plan into this new system. Um, that will be very, very helpful, I think, because as I've said last week, the way that I have seed starting and planning and transplanting all of that like laid out in my garden journal, my homestead journal, I think it makes so much more sense than what I was doing before um, with dealing with like calendar layouts and lists and things like that. So I need to transfer all of that down. And then I also need to do some seed inventory because I think I have enough seeds for fall, but honestly, I'm really not sure. So I need to do that. So just to summarize this month, I have to process the honey that we harvested last month. I have to assemble all of the honey frames <laughs> that we ordered. I need to practice archery. And then I also need to do a few things around the garden. And actually one thing I did achieve yesterday, I'm still including it on my list for August though, but I had to apply some more fall nematodes or some more beneficial nematodes. I applied these in the spring um, to try and get rid of our flea beetle problem. And when I went into it, I knew that there was potential that I would have to do a fall application. I was hoping I wouldn't have to, but we did. Um, we definitely made it farther through the year without having flea beetle damage, but my new baby arugulas and baby mustards and even my baby turnips, they all have flea beetle holes in them. And so once I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm not going to plant anything else until I get these flea beetles taken care of. So I ordered more flea beetles from Arbico Organics, same place that I ordered them earlier in the year. And just yesterday, I applied them with a hose end sprayer and it went just fine. So that was a goal that I had that I have already technically completed. Um, so the other things in the garden that I have to do are just to continue my seed starting, my direct sowing, my transplanting. I need to cure my onions. I need to clear out some bold, bolted greens. Um, I need to prep that area for the garlic and onions. And then I also want to continue picking blackberries. That's another thing I forgot to mention. Um, our blackberries, I thought they were going to be done by the end of July, but I was out there just yesterday picking and there's still a lot that are very, very red and not ripe. Um, so I'm hoping that by next weekend, there will be a lot to harvest. So that is the rundown for the month of August. Um, if you are at a point in your garden journey right now, this year, where you are feeling overwhelmed and kind of burnt out, just think about August as your last push. If you can make it through this month, then the rest of the year should be a lot easier. Things will start to calm down. The weed pressure and the pest pressure will start to go down too. And after August, things will just be better. So try and stay positive with the heat and humidity. Try to stay positive with the weeds, the bugs. We will get through it and fall will come. 
So next week, I'm very excited because next week episode is an interview with my friend Karen from the Just Grow Something podcast. I absolutely adore her podcast. It is probably one of my favorites to listen to. It is a gardening podcast, and if you haven't listened to it, you are totally missing out. Karen is super, super smart, super knowledgeable. She has a market garden, so she grows for other people, not just for herself. And even though she is so smart and so experienced, she doesn't sound like an asshole. (laughs) Like she's just very nice, very friendly, very welcoming. And the conversation that I had with her was just proof of that even more. So next week you'll hear my interview with her. Um, And yeah, so I guess that's it for today. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Girly Homesteader podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you want to share more in my journey, follow me on Instagram at the Girly Homesteader.